We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is May 16th, 2022. It is the eve of the NBA Draft Lottery. No Luke Sylvia this week. I am joined by producer Kevin Tucker. Kevin, what's going on, bro? Hey, Jonathan. You know, I'm doing really, really well today. I was just thinking, like, there's not there's not a whole lot happening, like, when it comes to the magic this week. There's, like, not any major things happening. So I figured maybe we could just take this episode and talk about uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning winning Game 7 in Toronto on Saturday night. Like, that was kind of fun, you know. I mean, and Toronto, it's pretty great. you know. Maybe not the whole episode, but uh, but yeah, no, it was incredible. <laughs> definitely, a, definitely a nail biter. Like literally down to the very last second, the I think the Maple Leafs pulled their goalie with like two and a half minutes left. Very uh, John Cooper esque, but yeah, uh, you just give it to Andre Vasilevsky and Nick Paul. That was like all the Lightning really needed to to win Game Seven in Toronto. Yeah, which was a lot of fun, but it's especially meaningful given. What Toronto sports fans have done to Magic fans, and even specifically the Six Man Show over the last several months, yeah, the great. the callouts, the hatred. I mean, Jonathan, you have been messaged on your personal Instagram account by Toronto Raptors fans about my kids, about, it, my about kids. your children. Like, yeah. people don't realize how far this went. Like over the last yeah. few months, it's crazy. But I say all that to say, we all know hockey is king in Canada, and so for their hockey team to lose. To our hockey team, it feels good. Suck it, losers! Absolutely. And I hope, uh, I hope Michael Wilbon is upset as well for his comments about uh, Tampa Bay and not being a hockey town. Anytime yeah. anybody says that, it's just blatantly obvious that you've never been to a Lightning game. You've never been in the downtown Tampa area while there's a Lightning game going on. Like Tampa is very much a hockey town, even. When you know the the Bucks are terrible and the Rays are, are terrible and you know whatever those teams have been, you know largely irrelevant for the span of the last twenty years. Maybe not the Rays, but Careful. definitely the Bucks before Brady came back. It it is what it is. I know. I'm kidding. It is what it is. I mean, they were almost the Tampa slash Montreal, you know, Rays, but the Lightning are just always 
always there. Yeah. And uh, the games were always sold out. So and so not games for eight that. years. Like Wilbon doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm normally a yeah. Wilbon fan, but he was ignorant there. But that's that fine. A, we'll give him we'll give him a pass. One, one of the worst uh, Wilbon takes I have ever heard. But uh, sure. yeah, now the Bolts are gonna play the Florida Panthers, um, <gasps> who are the one seed. So gonna be pretty interesting. Uh, doesn't look like the Bolts will have Braden Point, which really sucks. But yeah, you know, championship DNA, and you know they they want to title largely a couple of years ago without Steven Stamkos. So yeah. it's possible. We'll see. It is possible. I don't think that the Stamkos loss at the time was as big as the Brandon point loss is now big, but um, yeah, I wouldn't put anything past this lightning team. The resolve of a champion. Yep. It's cliche, but they actually have it. So we'll right. see what happens. It's going to be a, a good series. Yep. And, um, uh, the the magic someday we hope has the same resolve, but yeah. hey, this week is step one towards that resolve, and I can't wait to talk more about that later in the show. So first of all, if you're listening to this, you're listening to it on Monday. So coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, the night of the NBA draft lottery, um, as much of you, as much of you already know, um, the Magic they're partnering with us, coming alongside of us to. Um, make this draft party a bigger deal. We're partnering with the Orlando Magic. The party is being sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Harry Buffalo, downtown Orlando, tomorrow night, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. The party starts. The draft lottery starts at 8, so make sure that you guys come on down. It's going to be a great time. We're doing trivia, giveaways, and then the energy in the building is going to be electric leading into the draft lottery, and then we'll kind of see what happens from there. But I'm just getting so excited we're getting there pretty early to set up and everything like that, but it's really exciting that we have like one more, two more sleeps, I guess, not really counting tonight. We're recording this Sunday, but it's going to be pretty cool to be there and to be setting up and just kind of the build up to the event. It should be a really good time regardless. Yeah, last year was really fun, and last year was kind of a, it was more of a grassroots. I mean, this is still grassroots, but it was like just a smaller number. You know, this time we're going to have two, three times maybe the number of people that were there last year. And it's just a bigger event. We got more giveaways. We got, you know, obviously the team is involved. There's going to be drink specials and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And this is what I'm going to say. If you're local, you should be there. Like, sure, there's a chance the Magic get the sixth pick, but you're still going to hang out and meet new Magic friend, friends and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be great. But... If the Magic get the first overall pick, you are going to hate yourself. You watched it from your couch and weren't downtown Orlando with all of us. So you should be there. Luke's going to be there. If For no other reason, you should go there just to see Luke and say hi to him. So I'm pumped. It's going to be awesome. That is literally the reason that Luke is not on this episode uh, because he flew in to uh, he flew into Tampa, but he flew into Florida earlier today and doesn't have his equipment with him. But yeah, Luke flew all the way from Omaha for this party. And I was talking to my wife today. It's it's really crazy that if the Magic end up with the number one overall pick, like our watch party will probably be talked to talked about in one way or another, like in terms of Magic history for a long time. Like people look back on that, like yeah, like Magic had this huge draft lottery watch party down downtown. Hundreds of Magic fans. Everybody went crazy. We were celebrating like we had won the title and everything like that. So, yeah, if you're local, if you call yourself a fan, if you have any respect for yourself, Ooh, you'll be at Harry Buffalo. It's, it, it is what it is. If you are if you are an actual diehard Magic fan, 
to me, there is not a single place to be on the face of the earth Tuesday night than Harry Buffalo. And I'm, I am questioning your fandom right now if you're not 100% positive that you'll be at Harry Buffalo with the rest of us. Because this out. is the thing. Even if we don't win the number one overall pick, like you are never going to be around more diehard Magic fans than we will be on Tuesday. And I said this on, the, on our last episode. The draft lottery is for diehards. Like the casuals will start paying attention if we win the number one overall pick or depending on where our pick is. They'll start like, okay, the Magic have this pick. Now we'll kind of figure out who we're going to draft and blah, 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 blah. Over the course of the next weeks leading up to the draft, that's where the casuals will come back and start paying more attention. But the draft lottery is for the diehards. So if you consider yourself a diehard, we'll see you at Harry Buffalo. Love it. We'll be there. One more thing that we want to do uh, before we... We're going to talk really just kind of NBA draft lottery history as it pertains to the Orlando Magic. But before we do that, we do want to take a moment to mention all of the folks that help financially support the show each month. If you are interested in financially supporting the Six Man Show, you can uh, go to patreon.com slash the Six Man Show, where we have three tiers that you can choose from. Each of those goes a long way in terms of helping out the show. And we shout out all of our brand new patrons uh, whenever we have them. And we shout out the entire list of patrons every single episode. That's what I am going to do now. We would like to shout out Court Cousins, Drew Gooden, Armin, Keith Garcia, Zico, Carson Tulo, Nathan Lynn, Ellis, Jonathan Borges, Norm L, Magic Player History, Julio, Bailey, Matt Lyman, Eric Segovia, Gabe Gaines, Bo Outlaw Fan, Wiffle, Michael Martin, Jamel Miller, Michael Salapong, Franz Goated Fischow, Ryan Singh, Blake Bickerstaff. Thank you guys all so much uh, for helping out with the show. And before we get into this, Kevin, we do have a, a quick voicemail that I'm going to play here. What's up, boys? Uh, my name is Luke. Uh, I am from Florida. A longtime listener here for a couple years now from Nebraska. Hey, I was just calling in uh, just to see kind of your takes on who's the most handsome uh, host of the six man show or producer who who's the most handsome there. I, I That's all I want to know. That's it. Thanks boys. You do a great job. So Luke is last. Like, I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. Like Luke is for, definitely last. And then it's a two way tie at the top between Kevin and I. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say thanks Luke for the call. Definitely appreciate that. Yeah, thanks yeah, for calling for sure. into the show. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think your rank is exactly right. John. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I would have it the same way. So My I'm glad we're in well. agreement. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. We're all thinking about the draft lottery when we started to talk about what this episode was going to look like. You know, like Luke's not going to be on. What are we going to do kind of thing? It was just like we have to talk about the lottery. We There's nothing else that's relevant right now. There's nothing else that we can think of, nothing else that we want to talk about more than the NBA draft lottery. So if you've been a fan for a long time, you probably already know this. But if you know maybe you're a newer fan to the team, you might not know that the Magic have actually won the lottery three times um, in history. And when we say win the lottery, it means ended up with the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, the first uh, was 1992. So after the Magic go 21 and 61, um, they had actually the second best odds to end up number one overall. And it was a big draft with Shaquille O'Neal coming out of LSU. Um, in his junior season at LSU, Shaq averaged 24 points, 15 rebounds, five blocks, shot 61% from the floor. So this was one of those generational type of drafts with you know one guy coming out that you know is going to be the number 1 overall pick. It's not a matter of, you know, who you're taking, you know, at, at number 1, it was just everyone knew that if you won the draft lottery in 1992, you were drafting Shaquille O'Neal. And Pat Williams said as much uh, at the NBA draft lottery that they I believe they even had a Shaquille O'Neal jersey ready to go. If I'm not mistaken, Kevin, you might you might um, remember a little bit better than me, but yeah, they won the lottery. They had a 15.5% chance, the second best odds uh, to draft Shaquille O'Neal, and they took Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, it's interesting looking back on that year. Like you said, Shaq was the runaway top prospect, runaway going to be number one no matter who went there. He, I mean, as you said, LSU he was unbelievable, and everyone knew he had a bright future in the NBA. But also looking at that draft, there were some other guys that were interesting. You know, it's when you think all the way back there to 1992, at least for me, I always get a little bit blurry about who was drafted when. I'm not a big, like, draft this year kind of guy. But, like, Alonzo Mourning was that year. Christian Leitner, who didn't have the best NBA career. But if you remember, his college career at Duke was huge. You know, he went number three. A guy named Tom Gugliotta, if you remember, he had a, a pretty good career in Phoenix and some other guys. So just looking at that list is very interesting. But Shaq, for sure, the far, clear, runaway, number one overall pick. And the Magic were really fortunate to end up end up drafting there. So drafting Shaquille O'Neal made a huge difference on the organization. They have a 20-game win improvement in one year, going from 21 wins to 41 wins. Crazy. Um, really just kind of barely made the lottery, as a matter of fact. 
and the Magic uh, had the 11th best odds in the lottery. They had a 1.52% chance of ending up with the number one overall pick, and the Magic won the lottery again. Just one of the more bizarre things. I mean, if you've been paying attention to the NBA for a number of years, you might remember like the Cleveland Cavaliers. What was it, like three out of four years? They ended Mm -hmm. up with the number one overall pick in the draft. This was like that kind of thing. Like the Magic just won the lottery the year before. They end up with Shaquille O'Neal. And then the the following year, there's another guy by the name of Chris Webber that by all accounts was kind of the same thing. You know, had a great career at Memphis, not Memphis, Minnesota, excuse me, and was everybody had him penciled in as the number one overall pick. But the Magic end up with the number one overall pick, and they trade the pick to Golden State. Uh, I think the Magic actually announced it at a draft party at the old arena, and Pat Williams was booed for not taking Chris Webber and trading the pick. They, I think they ended up with something crazy like five number one overall picks yeah. or, or five first-round picks from the Golden State Warriors in exchange for number one. They also received a number three pick in that draft, which they used to draft Penny Hardaway, and that birthed one of the most dynamic, entertaining one-two punches in the history of the NBA in Shaq and Penny. You don't even have to say their their full names. Yeah, and that that was a uh, kind of a groundbreaking trade too at the time. There there hadn't really been any kind of crazy block. I shouldn't say hadn't. They're they're more rare to have a crazy blockbuster deal at the draft involving one of the top picks, and especially getting a haul in return for that. Like you said, all the other first round picks that they got, um, plus the number three pick. So that was kind of a a unique trade at the time. And of course now, you know, we see kind of draft day trades like that go down pretty frequently, but still not even to that magnitude. I mean. The last time the number one overall pick was dealt, I don't even know if it's happened since then. I mean, probably has, but it's still crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, I think I mean, the most recent that comes to mind would be Markel Fultz, um, Philadelphia and, and Boston, Boston swapping yeah. in 2017. Yeah, so Boston can but move down. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't happen, and, and it worked out for them. I mean, Jason Tatum just had a great game right. in, in Game yeah. Seven today. They're on their way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right, and it's worked so. out for Markel. Obviously, ended up here in Orlando. You know, wink, wink. Yeah. Um, hey. We're, we're pumped to have him. But, yeah, no, it's crazy trade. Um, and it's it's that's always one of those what, what ifs. You know, sometimes we've talked about in the past what ifs in Magic history. What if Chris Webber, you know, what if the deal didn't go down and so Chris Webber lined up alongside Shaq, what would that era have looked like? You know, as two guys that are obviously two bigger guys as opposed to Shaq and Penny. Um, I'm still, I still think the Shaq and Penny combo was awesome and I wouldn't trade it for the world. But it's still an interesting question. What if? the Shaq and and Chris Webber pairing had been a thing, but we'll, we'll never know. Well, so the Magic after that draft, you know, almost immediate success with Shaq and Penny. You know, they end up going to the NBA Finals in Penny's second year. Penny made first-team All-NBA in his second year, which Crazy. is insane and in, unheard of today. People forget just how good Penny Hardaway was. Uh, you know, if it not for that tandem being broken up and then obviously Penny has a, a ton of injuries you know we're talking about Penny Hardaway most likely would have been a, a NBA Hall of Famer mm-hmm. if things would have you know continued on that kind of trajectory but for sure again the magic you know they experience almost instant success with the two of those guys and you don't really you, you don't see the magic in like the high lottery again for quite a few years, you know, into the late 90s, you draft like Michael Doliak and, you know, Keon Dooling. Michael Doliak, my favorite player of all time, by the way. 
know if why you is tell that? that story you want to hear yeah, the story i think you you met him as a kid didn't you i did yep i'll tell the story really quick so uh we moved to or- orlando when i was seven years old and my dad was a big basketball fan and so one of the first things we did when we got there we went to a magic game which was cool and ruined the rest of my life but here i am just kidding <laughs> um so this was at the old uh was it still the orlando arena or was it td waterhouse then either way the old building and this was pre 9 11. So there was like no security. Like you walked up, there's nothing at the doors. Like, and so what they would do is if you remember the old arena had all those steps, like the 900 steps yeah. on the one side to get up there. So we go up the steps and at the door, we're waiting for the gates to open. They open the door and then we walk in. And this is my first NBA game. And there's like someone taking our tickets. And then there's this really tall, lanky dude standing there. And it turned out to be Michael Doliak. And for a seven year old me, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't know that he's you know, a uh, uh, average NBA player at best, you know? And so I was just blown away and he signed as random piece of paper that I had and he became my favorite player. And then uh, for my birthday that year, my parents got Michael Doliak to write me an email. So he sent me another a happy birthday email. So Michael Doliak, you know, from, from that moment on, my favorite magic player. He, I was just hooked. It was, it was awesome. It was fun. So um, that, that was back in the day when they had players welcoming you when you walked in the arena, which is just crazy to think about now. How great, like, I, especially kids growing up nowadays don't really understand, you know, I mean, they're learning about 9-11 from history books, like how right. different the world was yep. before 9-11. You might not know this, kids, but you used to be able to walk into the airport and walk all the way to the gate right. without your a fam- single security Your family check. could go with, like, yeah. if, if your family wasn't flying, they could take you all the way to the gate and you hug by, you know, and say goodbye at the gate. It's just a day. Yeah, you used era. to pick them up at the gate. And while you yeah. were waiting either to, to leave or to pick somebody else up, you watched like the, the airplanes all take off. Like that was the thing that people did was yep. went to the airport to watch the planes take off. Yeah. yeah. And just, just to think that you could just, you should be able to just walk right in to, you know, the arena or whatever, you know, TD Waterhouse back in the day mm-hmm. without anything. Like now, you know, it's like you go through air, airport security to get into the Amway Center. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Great story. Anyway, Kevin. sorry, sorry for no, the no, side no. story. Don't but anytime, anytime Michael Doliak mentioned, I gotta give him the shout out. You know, because hey, no. that made a big impact on seven year old Kevin. Literally, right. the reason why I'm a Magic fan now was that whole experience. That first day, I was hooked. That's awesome. Well, so as we get into you know the early 2000s, you know Mike Miller is drafted. The you know the Magic uh, signed Tracy McGrady. They uh, um, sign and trade for uh, Grant Hill. We're not going to get into all of that, but as Tracy McGrady becomes unhappy in Orlando and, and wants to leave, he's traded uh, in the summer of 2004, and basically, you know, weeks after he's traded, the Magic draft Dwight Howard with the number one overall pick. Um, they were in, they did have the worst record in the league in Tracy McGrady's last year. That was a rough um, year, man. 19-game yeah. losing streak that year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, end up with the number one overall pick. They had the best odds in that lottery at 25% chance to end up with the number one overall pick. And they do. And it's just, man, like if you think about it, you know, the Magic draft Dwight Howard, they trade for Jameer Nelson, they sign Hito Turkoglu. It just makes you think what could or would have happened if Tracy McGrady does not leave. Maybe, you know, maybe you don't trade for Jameer Nelson. Maybe you don't sign Hito Turkoglu. But just putting Tracy McGrady next to Dwight Howard, like what would have happened over the next, you know, five to seven years with the two of those guys? Right. Yeah. And and this is this is a kind of a 
this isn't as big of a what if for me just because Tracy McGrady, the reason he left was because he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild or be part of raising up this, you know, Dwight Howard. So it was never really going to happen. But if T-Mac was open to that, you know, that's definitely a, a big question. The only thing I always think about is his age, you know, uh, what his age was when Dwight was in his prime, you know. But regardless, even young Dwight with Tracy McGrady, that dude was still an athlete, great rebounder, great shot blocker. And like I said, athletes, you could run the floor, even though he was 6'11", pushing seven feet. But that would have been a lot of fun. You got the great scoring from T-Mac, interior defense from Dwight and rebounding. And so whew, that's definitely a fun one to think about. Um, I definitely think that, that at least would have been a very exciting team for sure. Yeah, I mean, if we if we look at like 07, 08, which probably would have been like the last chance for this team to be super competitive with those two, like Tracy just really starting the decline uh, that year as his body just continued to deteriorate, that probably would have been your best bet, like the 07, 08 era uh, when Dwight is kind of like just entering his prime. Tracy McGrady is just kind of leaving his prime. Right, exactly. Maybe you have a chance to, to, to win a title around there, but uh, yeah, like you said, it's, it's largely a, a non-conversation, but it, it kind of is like a little fun what if, if we could have seen those guys together um, you know, here in Orlando, but you know, you still end up with an Eastern Conference Finals, uh, you know, championship in, in, in 2008, you, uh, 2009, excuse me, you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2010, you don't get it done, but uh, you know, the Dwight, the Dwight era was uh, was pretty good to us, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, we went at length about the whole Dwight era recently in a recent episode. If you haven't listened to that or watched that, you 100% should. I think, we, what was the name? We named it uh, I Don't Hate Dwight Howard. That was the yeah. name of the episode. So go back and listen to that. It was really, really good. Obviously, we're coming up on the 10-year the anniversary of, of the, the Dwight trade. But yeah, definitely an era I I wouldn't trade for anything, almost anything, except maybe a championship. But Definitely yeah. a championship. It was but, fun. But yeah, no, nothing short of a championship That's for right. sure. It was fun. So you win the lottery in 2004. You're not in the lottery in 2005. Uh, you're back in the lottery um, in 2006. Uh, you actually have uh, the 11th best odds. Um, you're sitting there at 11. Uh, and the Magic don't move up. They don't move down. They're right there at 11. They take a young man by the name of J.J. Redick uh, out of Duke that year. Obviously, a lot of you know Magic fans, one of their favorite players of all time, myself included. Great podcaster. Excellent podcaster, <laughs> uh, great color analyst. I mean, he just yeah. called. Oh you know, yeah, he's been a, doing a great the other night. So, yeah. What what can't JJ Redick do? You Dude, know, he's invincible. Hey, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do want to come back to one thing, just because I don't want to skip over this one because I did want to talk about this. Two thousand and five, the Magic actually were in the lottery, and the reason why you skimmed over it mentally, your brain blocked out that year because that was no, the Fran, Fran Vasquez, Vasquez year. Uh, yeah. That was the Fran Vasquez year. So if, if no one's familiar with the Fran Vasquez year, 2005, <sighs> the Magic get the 11th pick, and they use it. I don't want to say waste it. They used it mm. on a guy by the name of Fran Vasquez who's over yeah. playing over in Spain. Uh, he was a big man, you know, and uh, which at the time was also kind of weird because it was like, you have this Dwight guy you just drafted last year, but I guess they took best player available. Little did they know that that best player available would never play a single second in the National Basketball Association. There's so, still time, Kevin. There's still time. We still own his rights, I think. I don't know how those expire or not. But, yeah, Fran Vasquez, we drafted Fran Vasquez, who was playing over in Spain, and uh, he chose not to come over here to the NBA. And so he never uh, played a single second in a Magic uniform, never a second in the NBA. And so that is literally a pick completely thrown in the garbage, um, yeah. which is a bit of a bummer. Luckily, 
2005 draft, after 11, there were, not to my knowledge at least, there weren't any guys that were like, yo, we drafted Fran and we missed this guy. So, luckily, we, we've maybe spared ourselves some of that. But either way, still a bummer. You never want to throw away an 11th overall pick. Like That's a bummer for sure. So, yeah, my mistake. Fran Vasquez in 2005, J.J. Redick in 2006, both with the 11th pick. And then the J.J. Redick uh, draft, you know, it goes pretty well for you because you don't end up in the lottery for the next six seasons um, until after Dwight Howard has been traded away. That first season uh, without Dwight Howard, the Magic go 20-62. and 62. They end up in that draft uh, with the best odds to end up with the number one overall pick. They had a 25% chance. Uh, however, they get leapfrogged by the Cleveland Cavaliers, who end up number one overall. The Magic end up number two. But this draft, the Magic ending up with number two, a lot of people know, was just as good as them ending up with the number one overall pick because the Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm not afraid to say this, they wasted that pick on Anthony Bennett mm. and the Magic draft Victor Oladipo with the number two pick. Now, you can argue, you know, maybe... You know, a little C.J. McCollum action, you know, would have been nice there uh, in, in 2013. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Victor Oladipo was you know, pretty much the clear-cut choice there at number two coming out of Indiana. Um, but, yeah, this is one of, you know, those drafts where you're not lucky enough to win the lottery, but you had just a little bit of luck that it didn't really matter. You still end up with your guy at number two. Uh, but yeah, this, this starts kind of a, a long tradition of the, the magic, you know, not moving up or, or even moving back in terms of the draft lottery and, and the results from the draft lottery. Yeah. And you know, this is the one draft that we end up with a top, really top three pick as we'll hear in the next few years um, over the next, you know, segment of years. And it's the weakest draft of all of them, really like top to bottom, obviously, like you said, CJ McCollum, you know, that, that would have been nice, but even at the time, like he obviously wasn't highly rated. It's not like the magic had a coin flip and picked the wrong guy. Uh, but even from those, those top guys from that draft, like if you redo that, you probably still take Victor Oladipo. Like even though, you know, wasn't a perfect player and his best years were actually after Orlando, it's just kind of one of those bummer things, man. You finally get the number two pick and it's just, it's just not a strong draft. And uh, of course, as we'll talk about next, you know, that was our highest pick, you know, since then, you know, we haven't been close to that yet. And so it's just a bummer, man. So 2014, uh, the Magic go 23 and 59 in uh, Victor Oladipo's rookie season. Uh, the Magic um, they go into the lottery with the third best odds, a 15.6 percent chance of ending up with the number one overall pick. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, and the Orlando Magic are all leapfrogged by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So this is where we were talking Again. about. I think it was 2012 was the Kyrie Irving draft, so they end up with the number one overall pick. Um, then in 2013 and 2014, the Cavs end up with the number one overall pick. So that was kind of what we referred to earlier, where the Magic won the number one pick in 92 and 93. Cleveland kind of had similar luck to that. Um, but yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers ending up with the number one overall pick. Um, that really opened the door for LeBron James to return to the Cleveland Cavaliers because they were able to turn that number one overall pick into Kevin Love, who was a big part of them being competitive for the next, you know, what was it, four years, and uh, them eventually winning the title in 2015. So it worked out pretty well for the Cavs. Um, but yeah, Andrew Wiggins went number one overall. The Magic end up with the fourth pick, take Aaron Gordon out of Arizona. If you've been a Magic fan for any number of time, we do not need to revisit Aaron Gordon's entire, you know, what was it, six-year career here in Orlando. Yeah. Um, didn't exactly work out the way that we had all hoped. 
Um, but for me, the most interesting thing from this draft is, uh, you know, the Magic, one pick away from being able to draft Joel Embiid, who Incredible. went number three to the 76ers. Yeah, and if Cleveland doesn't jump into the top, we'll end up with the number one overall pick. That's exactly what they would have had the third pick. Now, Sixers probably still would have picked him at two, I would assume, but yeah. you never know. Maybe they picked Jabari Parker, and then Embiid's still available at three for us. I mean, it's just crazy, and the, that's that's a trend that you'll see over these next few drafts is yeah. how close the Magic were to some really franchise-changing guys and, and just missed on them. Kevin, who did you want in that draft? Who did you want the Magic to take at number four? Yeah, so this was younger Kevin. This was more easily <laughs> persuaded. This. Eas- <laughs> easily persuaded Kevin back in 2014, you know? If you remember, um, in most Magic circles, everyone wanted to draft Dante Exum. Like, everybody. Correct. I was in that circle for right, sure. Right, and I was too. I think because I was the just... international man of mystery. Right, exactly. He was a mysterious guy, and, you know, he, he had the a great NBA frame and everything. Um, but I think I was just... I think I was uh, impressionable, as they would say. I was naive, and I was in that train, and I, I'm... Honestly, glad we didn't. I know Aaron Gordon, as we said, maybe didn't pan out to be the best, but at least Aaron Gordon brought us some really exciting moments, some really fun times, dunk contests, two-time uh, people's champ, I should say. Um, but right, yeah, right, we right, absolutely. But Dante Exum, his his career, you know, never really got off the ground. A lot of injury issues and all that I'm stuff. I'm pretty but, sure he's back in Australia. Right. Yeah. And so, but there's some other, I mean, this was a really strong draft. Obviously, we talked about the guys at the top, Wiggins. Obviously, Jabari, Jabari Parker didn't work out, but Joel Embiid, Aaron Gordon. Then you got guys like Marcus Smart and Julius Randle, um, New York Knicks legend Julius Randle. Um, and so, obviously, Alfred Payton is later in this draft, and we'll talk about him and Dario Saric and everything. But really interesting draft for sure. But, yeah, Exxon was the guy I wanted. There was, um, I was at the Orlando Magic draft party in 2014, and there used to be, I haven't I haven't found it in a long time. I think it might be archived or ju- just gone. Um, but in my face, as the Magic made that selection, was a videographer from the Orlando Sentinel. And you just, I'm, I'm so excited. I think the Magic are taking Dante Exum. And Aaron Gordon's name is announced. I'm like, ah. Oh! And that video was on the OrlandoSentinel.com for like the longest time. Wow. Anytime that Aaron Gordon would do anything like of import, one of my buddies would always send me that link. Like, <laughs> hey, do you remember this? And uh, yeah, just a, a fun little tidbit. That's yeah, fun. 2014, uh, the Magic drop one spot uh, from three to four, and they draft Aaron Gordon with the fourth pick. Yep, and they, they had another pick, another lottery yeah, pick. I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, let's we we have go to. there. We're talking we lottery, Jonathan. We have to talk about it. So... Um, with the 12th pick that season was uh, Dario Saric. And it's, it's funny, I'm saying this out loud, and I'm thinking we just kind of talked about this when we talked about yeah. the Dwight trade and all the trades that transpired you know, leading up to that or after that or all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's super interesting. Yeah, so with the 12th pick, Dario Saric, another um, kind of mystery man from another part of the world, you know, and so uh, definitely was an interesting guy and, and – was very serviceable in the, and still is serviceable in the NBA, but the Magic decided to turn him into Alfred Payton, but not just a straight swap. Um, end up including some picks in that, which once again, if you go back and listen to our Dwight episode, we talk a little bit more about that. But in turn, ended up with Alfred Payton. They got uh, screwed by Sam Hinkie. Uh, yeah, well, really, really by Rob Hennigan. But really yeah, bad. Yeah, not great. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was. 
when you look back on it, it's like, oh yikes, that's one of the one of the worst. Like it was it was a sneakily bad trade. Like it, easy to go under the radar, but if it's it was I bad. do remember, and I at the time I'm like, what do you mean? But a lot of people in the moment said that Sam Inky fleeced Rob Hennigan. Mm-hmm. So yep. and it turned out to be true. So so good on that. True. Yep. Fast totally forward true. to 2015. The Magic go 25 and 57 after drafting Aaron Gordon. Uh, they end up with the fifth best odds uh, in the lottery, and they don't move up. They don't move down. They stay put at five. They pick after the Minnesota Timberwolves, Los Angeles Lakers, who this is the first of three consecutive years that the Lakers would end up with the number two overall pick, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, the New York Knicks, and then the Orlando Magic, and the Orlando Magic drafted legend Mario Hazonia. Kroby. Kroby, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. another one of those where you just miss <laughs> out. Now, Porzingis obviously has had an up-and-down career, you know, uh, especially with injuries and all that kind of stuff and, and honestly some attitude stuff. But um, another example of just missing out on a guy who at least would have been better than Mario Hazonia. I mean, you know, obviously Porzingis. And I, I, I would assume that this front office was would have taken Porzingis at, at four if they had been there, but... Um, yeah, it's just a bummer, I, I man. Believe, um, I believe that was actually promised to Porzingis. Right, yep. And the Magic actually wanted to draft him at four the year before if he would have yep, um, come out that. of Latvia. That's right. But yep. he, he decided to play one more year overseas, and the next year the Magic do promise that they'll take him at five, right. but the Knicks you know, scoop him up right before the Magic are able to pick. Right, and it's it's another one of those. Now, obviously, the Magic that that this was a historically terrible, you know, previous season records. I mean, the Magic had twenty five wins, and they were what fifth, the fifth best odds, because you had a sixteen win team, a seventeen win team, an eighteen win team, and a twenty one win team. Four teams, twenty one wins or less, and Minnesota won sixteen games that year. That wasn't a lockout season, folks. That was sixteen and sixty six. That's unbelievable. But it paid off for them, obviously, because they drafted Carl Anthony Towns uh, at number one overall, which good for them. They got their guy. It's worked out in the long long term. But another example of the magic, if, if they had just gotten that little bit of luck and got into the top two, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell right there could have changed the game. Now, if you just go down the list just a little bit to 13, Phoenix Suns, uh, who are getting Washington game seven, by the way, uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. Bad. Uh, but they draft Devin Booker 13th overall. So... Just wow. makes you think where the the franchise you know might have been if, I mean you know obviously he fell to thirteen um, at the time for uh, I'm air quoting for a reason whatever the reason was with Devin Booker I believe he came off the bench at Kentucky, mm-hmm. but just makes you think you know uh, what if you know the Magic uh, take Devin Booker and Devin Booker worked out for the Magic and said multiple times that he wanted to be drafted by the Magic, and wasn't tough so yeah yeah hate to see it. So, yeah, that year, again, the Magic just kind of stay put um, at five. 2016, moving on here, uh, the Magic, uh, they go 35 and 47. Um, was that 2016? Was this the, the Scott Skiles year, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, like see. That was the Scott Skiles season. And the Magic, you know, go into that um, that draft having just hired Frank Vogel. Uh, yeah. I believe that sounds right to me. 18, uh, 2015, Clifford 2016. Clifford came in 18. Clifford came in 18, right? And Vogel was two years before that. So yep. 17, 16. Yep. 
So that, that would have been the right right when we hired Frank Vogel. This is, by all accounts, Rob Hennigan's like last hurrah for the Orlando Magic. He's trying to make major moves, you know, in this draft to try to get the Magic competitive. Uh, the Magic had the 11th best odds. They don't move up in the lottery. They stay put at 11, and they trade the rights to Demonis Sabonis and Victor Oladipo for Serge Ibaka, who was on the roster approximately five, six months before we traded him to Toronto for Terrence Ross. Mm-hmm. Yep, that happened. Yeah. Could uh, have had Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis on, the, on this roster. Now, Sabonis, I think, still becomes the same player. Um, Oladipo does not turn into the Indiana correct. Pacers Victor Oladipo correct. here in Orlando. It just kind of well, never happens. Yeah, when I when I give this this blank stare on my face, it's because of Sabonis. It's not because of Oladipo. I am a hundred percent in the camp that Oladipo never becomes what he became um, without being shipped to OKC in the Indiana. I just he had time here in Orlando. Nothing changed. Now, was that on the franchise and the coaching staff? Maybe whatever it was, whatever the situation that he needed to be in, it wasn't here. But Sabonis, on the other hand. That's the one that I really, really hate that he was just tossed into this deal. And and for a rental of an old Serge Ibaka who, when he was in Orlando, didn't give hardly any effort at all. And then he goes to Toronto and he's diving for loose balls and all this stuff. I can't stand that crap. But Sabonis is a big, big miss for us. And I, I hate I hate that we missed out on that. Just threw him away. I remember the night of the draft and the first tweet from Woj was that the Magic were trading for Serge Ibaka. There were no details behind it. It was just that the Magic were trading for Serge Ibaka. And then about 30 seconds later, there was a follow-up tweet that they were sending Victor Oladipo and the 11th pick to Oklahoma City for Serge Ibaka. And yeah, that night really freaking blew. Because we all knew it was wrong at the time. Like... We're, we kind of talked ourselves maybe into that, oh, it's Serge Ibaka. This guy's yeah. been incredible on Oklahoma City, blah, blah, blah. He just needs more of an opportunity. He's going to get that here. I, I had talked myself into Ibaka from the sense of we have Vucevic, and he's a great offensive player. Pair him with Ibaka, who's obviously really great defensively. Ibaka also has experience winning you know, winning basketball, and this team needs that, and he could be the veteran leader, and blah, blah, blah. I talked myself into that for sure, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, and this, this is not draft-related, but that same, it was that same offseason where they signed Biombo, right? It's the same one, because I remember... It was. Because I, I, I remember we had both of them, and I was like, wait a second. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. We got our defensive guy. Why are we paying this new defensive guy this much money? And he's also a center, and Vooch is a center, and Ibaka can play center. And it was just like... And they uh, also signed Evan Fournier to a you know five-year deal worth yeah. close to $100 million. Gave yep. him a, a fifth-year player option, which... You know, unless you're like a max guy, that just like doesn't happen. It's crazy. Getting a fifth year player option. And it became just super apparent that okay, they, they chose to pay Evan Fournier over Victor Oladipo and mm-hmm. like in the moment, not the Evan Fournier Victor Oladipo, but just like the trade in general, like the knee jerk reaction was like, This is bad. Yeah. And that whole season, I mean, you end up trading um Tobias Harris away. Uh, well, that was the, really the season before that, but that whole calendar year, yeah, you know, you trade away Tobias Harris for Brandon Jennings and Ursan Ilyasova. It just became super apparent that the Magic were just selling out to make the playoffs and future be damned. And uh, yeah, and, and guess what? Still didn't make the playoffs. 
Still didn't oh. make the playoffs. Correct. Yeah. That's why Rob Hennigan was was fired after that season. Right. And because so when, we traded away so many young assets for a bunch of rentals. Right. And it was just terrible. So terrible. When people talk about, oh, you know, the fact that, you know, the Magic have been bad for like 10 years and they try to blame it on our current front office, it's like, wait a minute. You, we are not just going to forget about Rob Hennigan. We're not going to be as nice to Rob Hennigan as to forget about what he did while he was here. Yep. The reason, the biggest reason the Magic have been as bad as they have been the last decade was the job that Rob Hennigan did. Yep. Brutal. Brutal. Right. And that, that year alone just set us back. It was terrible. Yeah. So let's move on from 2016. So we move on to Please. 2017. Wait. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention the fact that <laughs> I just saw this in Rosemary. In 2016, when the Sixers got the number one overall pick, what we just talked about, they won 10 games that year. 10 mm. games, 10 and 7, as bad as the Magic were this past year. Can you imagine winning 10 games in I an NBA season? I truly can't. I can't do it. It's, I can't, oh, can't, that's hard for me to wrap my mind around. Sorry, yeah. I had to mention that. Yeah, I mean, as much crap as, like, we give Philadelphia, like, man, it, it really, they went through some rough times there for yep. a while during for the sure. during the process. Yep. Trust All right, the 2017, the Magic go 29 and 53. They go into the draft lottery with the fifth best odds, with an 8.8 percent chance of ending up with the number one overall pick. Uh, and then who was it that jumped into the top four here? So the Sacramento, Sacramento. Kings, uh, they jump from eight up into the top three at the time. Um, this is before the lottery odds changed, uh, but they jump up into the top three there. So the Magic fall one spot from five to six. And they end up drafting Jonathan Isaac. We are not going to make this a Jonathan Isaac episode and talk about the injuries and, and everything like that. Um, but for the most part, it was a, a, the right pick at the time. I still think, you know, you start looking down the list, unless you look at like Donovan Mitchell and Bam Adebayo, who went 13 and 14th. J.I. is still the right pick. Uh, but, you know, you have Markel Fultz that goes number one. Uh, we all kind of know how, how that ended up. Lonzo Ball, number two. Jason Tatum, number three. That's the one that still hurts me to this day. You can ask my wife. I knew this was coming from Jason Tatum coming out of Duke. I mean, a lot of people knew that. Obviously, he went you know, third in the draft, right. but was just so smooth coming out of Duke. I knew he was going to be great. And every time I see him you know, have a 30, 40-point game, I'm just like, we were very close to being able to, to draft uh, Jason Tatum, and it, it uh, just didn't work out thanks to the, you know, the Kings uh, jumping and lack of lottery luck, and you drop. From right. five to six, and you end up with Jonathan Isaac. Yeah, and you're going to get to see more of him the next two weeks in the Eastern Conference Finals. But hopefully, he I hope he has those great games because that means he's beating the Heat. And so, yeah, uh, that's that's what I think all Magic fans want to see in the next two weeks is a Celtics sweep or something like that. I, I don't normally root for the Celtics, but against the Heat, 100%. Yeah, I, I would literally root for anybody against the Heat. So Yep, absolutely. But that's just me. All right, 2018. Uh, the Magic are there uh, again uh, with the fifth best odds uh, to jump up and you know get the number one overall pick. And who was it this year? Oh, Sacramento again, uh, jumping up to number two where they took Marvin Bagley. Yikes! Over uh, Luka the, Doncic. Over Luka Doncic. Uh, we'll, we can just talk. We can spend a couple of minutes on this. But the Magic end up with the sixth pick, draft Mo Bamba, and Wendell Carter Jr goes number seven to the Bulls, who, as everyone now knows, is on the Orlando Magic. But 
Magic fans just will always argue this for the rest of time. You know, Magic winning, you know, win it for Frank there at the end of the season. Winning that extra game was the difference between the Magic being, you know, number five and in a position to draft Luka Doncic or, you know, Trey Young, however you want to look at that Atlanta-Dallas deal. But the Magic were also two wins away from being Sacramento and being able to jump up to number two and, you know, take Luka Doncic or Trey Young or whoever is there. But yeah, I mean, this always gets brought up when the Magic start talking about tanking is, oh, you're one loss away from being able to draft Luka Doncic, but you're also two wins away from being able to draft Luka Doncic. Yep, it's it's brutal. Um, especially this draft. I mean, this was a great draft. Like, looking at it now, you had Aiton and Doncic, Jaron Jackson Jr., Trey Young, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, Colin Sexton, Mikhail Bridges, SGA, Gildas Alexander was there. Uh, Miles Bridges, Michael Porter Jr., all these guys. I mean, that ended up being a really, really strong draft. Um, and, you know, we won't talk too much about Mobamba. We've talked about him a lot on this show. But, um, obviously, there are a lot of other guys on that list that I would I would rather have than Mo. But, once again, yeah. just, just lack of luck for us. So, I mean, now we're looking at, you know, 2018. You know, we're looking at, you know, 14 years since the, the Dwight Howard uh, you know, draft and, you know, a few of those years we weren't in the lottery. Um, but yeah, it just shows you how long it's been since the magic have actually moved up in the draft. The magic have not moved up. Um, they've either fallen behind or stayed basically at the pick that they were, um, you know, supposed to, I guess, slotted to, to, to get there, um, in every single draft lottery since 2004. Now you can talk about the crazy amount of luck that the magic have had over the years, you know, the 1% chance, and it seems like that has just screwed us for history. It's like, no, yeah. you once won the lottery, the 1% chance to win the lottery. Now you don't get any luck for the rest of time, which is like kind of fair. And it's like, well, you know, the magic <laughs> went to the finals with that team. But right. it's like, man, like how long do we have to pay for the sins of the past before yeah. we get some lottery luck here? Yeah. So. yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people say that like, oh, you guys have been so lucky over the years, you know. It's like, no, we got luck really, really, really lucky one time. That was know, almost was 30 years ago. Right. And the Dwight getting number one, like, no, like we were just the worst team and lottery odds were so different then. Like you had a 25% chance of getting the number one overall pick if you had the worst record. And so that's, I mean, that's pretty close to a coin flip almost, you know? And so it's like, that's not crazy luck. Like we just haven't had that except yeah. for the Penny Hardaway. Well, Chris Weber draft. Does it make you feel any type of way that really the only tangible success the magic have had has been when they won the lottery like we haven't been able to build up the team in any other regard i mean yeah we can talk about grant hill and kind of like people forget grant hill healthy people were calling him like scotty pippen reincarnate yeah like grant hill was that was him yeah he grant was hill dude. was incredible in yep. detroit and if he's healthy with tracy mcgrady like that team very well could have had a real chance to win a title. Hmm. But outside of that, like it's just, you know, bad luck is really what it came down to with Grand Hill. Right, but yeah. yeah, like the the two times the Magic have went to the finals, it's come off of the back of winning the entire lottery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With that, generational players in the drafts. For sure. That trio of McGrady, Grant Hill, and Michael Doliak, I think definitely had a great chance. Yeah, I mean um no. It would have been a you know Tracy and, and Grant kind of riding Michael Doliak's coattails would have been one thing. He would have carried yeah. them. Carried them. Definitely. But no, for real. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. Um you know, because and it's it's hard to point to one thing. Is it front office mismanagement over all the years? Is it 
people always talk about small markets, players don't want to come there, all that kind of stuff. When, it, when we're talking about building a team outside of the draft, but for whatever reason, we have when we have been successful, it is as you said because of top draft picks. You know, for the most part, especially obviously our two best eras. You know, the two eras we went to the finals, but. Um, yeah, we can only hope that an, another one of those errors is on the horizon, maybe with a number one overall pick on Tuesday. We'll see. So let before we get into that, let's talk about 2021. We'll talk about last year. Yeah. You know, we talked about we had the draft lottery watch party last year at, at yeah. Harry Buffalo and all the, you know, the great energy that was there and everything like that. Um, first of all, the Magic traded for the Chicago Bulls pick in this draft. Uh, they had the eighth best odds. They had a four and a half percent chance of ending up with the number one overall pick. Uh, they stayed put there at eight, and the Magic used that to draft our one of our favorite players now, Franz Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Magic also had the th- really tied for the best odds since the, the odds changed in 2019. Now the top three teams, or the bottom three teams rather, all have the same odds to end up with the number one overall pick. Uh, so the Magic had really the top odds uh, with 14% chance to end up in the number one overall pick um, and a 48% chance, I believe it is, to end up in the top four. Uh, the Magic were leapfrogged by the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Toronto Raptors, and they fall to five. So not only did they drop, they dropped two spots here, yep. um, but we still ended up with who at the time was believed to be a top four talent in the draft. It is still a long way to go with Jalen Suggs, but we <laughs> took Jalen Suggs um, number five overall. And yeah, it just goes to show you how long it's been since the Magic have had some real lottery luck. Again, not moving up since 2004, um, you know, 18 years now, it feels like the Magic are due for some lottery luck. Yeah, and last year, excuse me, last year, you know, those three teams that have equal chance at the number one overall pick, we were the only one that dropped. You know, you had Detroit and Houston. They ended up one and two, uh, although I think Houston was technically the first odds. But either way, they still ended up top two. And so we were the only one of that trio that dropped. And as you said, we didn't drop one. We dropped two spots. And so I agree that we're overdue. Here's here's the thing, though. The odd, like the lottery, they don't they don't believe the things we do. You know, they, no. they don't have, the lottery doesn't have feelings, which is unfortunate because if the lottery had feelings, I think they'd give us the number one overall pick on Tuesday. But unfortunately, the lottery is going to do what the lottery does, and we're just going to have to wait and see how, how it all shakes out. So let's actually talk about our odds on Tuesday. Yeah. So the Magic, again, they have a 14% chance of ending up with the number one overall pick. Um, they have a – it's a 52% chance, not 48%. It's a 48% chance that they don't end up in the top four, but it's a 52% chance that the Magic end up in the top four. But – if we look at the individual picks, the Magic have a 14% chance of ending up number one overall. They have a 13.4% chance of ending up number two overall, a 12.7% chance to end up number three overall, a 12% chance to end up number four overall. The Magic actually have a 27.8% chance to end up number five overall, and they have a 20% chance of falling to number six overall, Kevin. I just... Those last two are just what it it really it's a combined forty seven point eight percent chance, basically almost fifty fifty that we're gonna get five or six. Yeah. Now, when you look at those odds, you're like, oh my gosh, we actually have the best odds to end up number five. Houston has a forty seven percent chance, almost a forty eight percent chance of ending up number five overall. Right. But like to me, you have to lump 
one through four together. Right. And again, you're looking at the 52% chance that you're ending up in the, the top four. But when you just look at it on paper like this, it really makes it tough to swallow. It's like, yeah. we're getting so excited for this, and then it's really just a crapshoot. It's and we've total coin flip. Yeah. So, yeah. The last thing that we want to do, Kevin, we want to have as, as good vibes as we possibly can heading into Tuesday. We are going to do our final tankathon of the season before we get to the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday night. So here we are at tankathon.com. I'm scared. I'm going to send the lottery. This is the thing, Kevin. Scared. Before we do this, we have not had a single number one pick live on the show this entire offseason that we've been doing this so far. So I'm going to click this now. Now, people listening... You might maybe you're listening to this on Wednesday and you already know what happens, but if you're listening to this on Monday, you're listening to this on Tuesday, this has no bearing on what's going to happen. So before we get ahead of ourselves one way or the other, if we end up number six or we end up number one, just remember this does not mean anything. This like something completely different could and probably will happen Tuesday night. If, but it would be were- really nice. It'd be a really nice omen here if we got number one the last lottery simulation if i were to borrow from david Steele, maybe it doesn't mean anything but it means something it means okay? something. this means something all right all right we're gonna sim the lottery and the magic end of number three uh detroit number one houston number two what should have been the top three last year yeah. detroit houston orlando i'm okay with that honestly kevin i would yeah. be if that's the way that it shakes out tuesday night i will be totally fine with this yeah we talked about this on the show at least once um, my, my, um, how I'm feeling going into the lottery. I am just expecting that we're going to get the sixth overall pick. That's what I'm just expecting. Like I'm preparing mentally. I'm preparing my heart for that actually, you know? And so anything above that, I'll get excited about. Obviously I think top three would be great. Number one, obviously it'll be the best, but I'm preparing for the sixth overall pick and anything above that will just, it'll just make me happy. I just, I think I have to go into Tuesday night with that same attitude because last year I woke up the day of the lottery convinced that we were drafting Cade Cunningham, and obviously he plays in Detroit and not in Orlando. <laughs> so I think just for my mental health and my emotional well-being, I do have to go in very guarded. Like yeah. you, you, you go into that new relationship after you know years and years with your ex, and you're like, look, I'm sorry right now. I'm just not totally emotionally available. That's going to be me Tuesday night. I will not be emotionally available until we end up higher than six. Yeah, I think it's more of like um, I've just come off of like multiple terrible relationships. And so entering this relationship, I'm also going to be very guarded because it's not like we've just had a one bad yeah. one. We've had many, many, many bad relationships with the lottery over the years. And so this yeah. one, I'm just like, I, you've hurt me already once before. I'm not going to let you hurt me again. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have to say. Like, I, I feel like... Everything that needs to be said leading up to this draft lottery has been said. Now we just all need to, you know, your, your your best vibes, your prayers, your good luck charms, whatever it is that you do, whoever, whatever relationship you need to mend in the next couple of days, we yeah. need it. We, if you we have those lucky socks, it. get out the lucky socks, lucky underwear, whatever it is that you do. Uh, I did want to let the people know, Jonathan, that um, they will get to hear an episode from us Wednesday morning. No matter what happens with the yeah. lottery, our episode this week will come out Wednesday morning instead of Thursday because we're going to get the the instant reaction 
to the lottery. In fact, it's so instant. We're going to be recording it at Harry Buffalo after yeah. the, after the lottery is done. We're you know Luke and Jonathan are going to do a quote unquote live recording of the episode that will come out on Wednesday morning. And so it's going to be wild, whether it's one or six or anywhere in between. You'll hear the reaction here Wednesday morning on the Six Man Show. I I can't even put into words how nervous I'm going to be all Tuesday because <laughs> it's Sunday night and I feel like I want to throw up already. <laughs> yeah, we got. Like the last few days have like really flown by, and now I feel like tomorrow is going to be the longest day ever. Yeah, it's going to be brutal for sure. Anything else, Kevin? Like again, I think we've said all that we can say. That's it. Um, go Magic. Yeah, go Bolts. Go Magic. Uh, I I love you all, no matter what the outcome is on Tuesday. You know, we're all here for each other, and it's going to be great. But if we get yeah. the number one overall pick, we'll see you on Church Street. We'll be dancing Facts. the streets. It'll be great. It will be great. All right, folks, last reminder, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, downtown Orlando, Harry Buffalo, on Church Street. I think it's 129 West Church Street, if I'm not mistaken. 7 o'clock, be there for the Orlando Magic six-man show NBA Draft Lottery Watch Party sponsored by Michelob Ultra. It's going to be a great time regardless. It's going to be a great time leading up to the Draft Lottery. For sure. There's some great giveaways. We Everything. didn't really mention the giveaways. We got the signed Franz jersey. We got some Jalen Suggs bobbleheads and some other things like that. It'll give away. It'll be a lot yeah. of fun. It's going to be a great time. We have no control what happens once the lottery starts. Do not hold us a- a- accountable for that. I don't want to hear, you know, regardless of the lottery results, like, oh man, the six man show that that party sucked because we ended up with the six <laughs> pick. We have nothing to do with that, but That's right. I promise you we're doing everything that we can to make sure this is a, a great party and that everybody has a great time. So uh, show up, be there, or you are dead to me. That is kind of the, the motto that I'm rolling with for the, the lottery party. So, all right, folks, uh, for Kevin Tucker, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys on Wednesday after the NBA Draft Lottery. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.